Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Hello, Geek Shock and Ugly Couch Show fans. This is Master Torgo, and we do not have a new Geek Shock for you this week. Uh, we apologize. There was a bad storm here in Las Vegas and kind of flooded out the entire valley. And so uh, some of us are laid on higher or lower grounds and not very safe to get together to do the show. And now I know we took off last week, and I don't want to leave two weeks in a row without something new for you to listen to. Well, that's where this sort of comes in. I'm going to make good on a promise I gave you a while back. Um, some of you have been asking for older episodes. I know that episodes 1 through 22 have been completely missing from our back catalog. And that's kind of on purpose. They're not our best shows. We are still trying to figure ourselves out. But I did say that I would get them to you. Well, what I've decided to do instead is go through them, find the choicest bits of those old shows and compile them into other shows. You're going to see some of those full on within the next few months. But for episode one, I thought I would give it to you in its entirety. Uh, it does have its charm. Uh, Barry was still with us in the show. So without further ado, I'm going to give you Geek Shock episode one back when it was still called the Couchcast. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week with a brand new show, and the week after that, Commander K joins us once again, hopefully again on a regular basis. But until next week, I am Master Torgo. Enjoy the very first episode of Geek Shock. Hey folks, this is it, the first of Ugly Couch Show's Couchcast. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. I'm Barry. 80s Jeff. And we normally we're here to tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. Here we're just to talk about all that shit. And by the way, uh, if your kitties are listening, this is not a show for them because we may be foul. Yeah, probably. Explicit lyrics. Paul's always foul. Yes, Explicit true. content. Especially when the chitta cheese dogs come oh, in. Lord, oh, Lord Adult almighty. Adult advisory. All right. All right, well, we're going to start out with a uh, letter. This is a received. This is a by Timpy. She was rec- talking about her show. The, uh, brought in the Fright Night, and uh, she sent the comments. Love Fright Night, but can't believe you didn't even mention that great soundtrack. Lost Boys also has a great soundtrack. Back in my embarrassing vampire days, I used to watch all these flicks. Fright Night had a great theme song, "Come to Me," and a song by April Wine. I think I actually have a cassette in the box somewhere. And now we'll show my two cheese horror flick knowledge. If you're going to talk about Fright Night, you've got to mention Near Dark and Nightbreed. Near Dark, yes! And uh, well, Nightbreed, of course. So I, I fully agree. You're going to probably see Nightbreed and uh, Near Dark in future episodes. But yeah, man, those great horror soundtracks. Another uh, uh, great horror soundtrack, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Of course. Just <laughs> all punk, psychobilly. Linnea Quigley, Return of the Living the Dead. Burn the Classic! Hiya! Yeah, what? now I know I... Barry likes Return of the Living Dead. Well, it's not just because of Linnea Quigley. It was because it was, it was a funny part of, of the whole zombie mythos. Because the Return of the Living oh, Dead yeah. films were different it was than ridiculously the Night of the Living cheesy. Dead films. Because those zombies didn't die when you shot them in the head. And they ran. They were the first zombies to run. They ran and they wanted brains. Yeah, but brains. Like, that's, they're the first vocalization of brains. Yes. So, but, because Romero just wanted... 
You couldn't cut them up and, and kill them. Could you cut them up and they'd still be alive? That's right. You could only just completely burn them, which of course caused more problems later on. Or you could electrocute them, as in Return of the Living Dead too. I do. We really count the sequels in the canon? Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Return of the Living Dead three was awesome. That the one with the hot really awesome. That's why it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. What's her name? For you fetishists out there, it uh, might be somewhat awesome. But come on. Part three. How about part four? There was a part four? Yeah. There was a part I four, and I, you didn't tell me? You, I didn't tell you because it's not worth mentioning. Oh, I probably won't mention it after this gap. Well, so you know who was in part three? It. The really hot girl from CSI. Oh, what is her name? I don't know. Oh, it's going to bother me. Anyway. Hot girl from CSI. The hot three. From CSI. Which, which, which CSI? One? Three was wonderfully mediocre. It was something touched by Biff. All right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Here's a Biff. Biff. But uh, two, it was just a... Uh, Wanting to be one, but not quite making it. There's just Return of the Living Dead. I can't see the others as canon because the second one's a spoof of the first one. And the first spoof. one's a spoof. The first one was a spoof, and this is a spoof of a spoof, and that's classic. Yeah. Oh, come on, they had great lines work. like this. They're all driving to the hospital, right? I know what I'm going to say because like, the only good one in the movie. Like, oh, come to the hospital. All right, hey, the guy says come to the hospital. We should go to the hospital. Wait a minute. Who's the president of the United States? Uh, Harry Truman. Yeah, don't go to the hospital. Yeah. See, that's that, classic. That, that is the moment of that movie. That's all yeah. you get. That's all you get. Oh, and I got the feeling we've done this before. Mm. Yeah, that was... Folks, if you haven't seen Return of the Living Dead, just see the first one. It's a gem. After that, forget it. And they were all shown on TV by Captain USA in Captain USA's Groovy Movies in the oh, 1980s. Lord. And about every other single horror host in Slash Up All Night and Gilbert Gottfried incarnation of the world. Gilbert Gottfried, Up All Night, yes! <laughs> and Rhonda. What is Rhonda. with your hat, Paul? What did uh, you do? I just turned it sideways. Paul's got Why? this ghetto sideways thing going on. Like he just turned it. I have a little bit of a headache. But yet it's a little, little high up we'll on his head. We'll take the hat so off then. Your no, headache will probably go away. No, no, no. What's up, ghetto? I'm just wearing my hat. He's kidding. It's real. Oh, Streets boy. is real. Streets is real, Streets dog. Streets is real. <laughs> and you should recognize. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. You can see the movie. <laughs> All right. I pulled, I pulled a few news items off the wire. I want to get your guys' opinion on some of this stuff. Okay. Give I don't, it up, know, I don't know if you've caught it yet, but uh, you know that HBO is doing The Preacher. Right, that's coming. Uh, yes, I've heard yes! that. I did not know it, it's, Yeah, it's been a, been a production for a while. Full funding. HBO was fully behind it. green light now? Note that I said was. Was. Here we go. Folks, no. it, it got killed. Uh, Again. What? Mark Stephen Johnson just uh, spoke out. He said, we were budgeted, quote, we were budgeting and everything, and it was getting really close to going. He told this to the Comics Continuum. But the new head of HBO felt it was just too dark and too violent and what? too controversial. Which, of course, it is. is kind of the point. Yeah. Compared to what that, that guy must burn, burn in hell. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. It was a very faithful adaptation of the first few books, nearly word for word. They wow. offered me the chance to redevelop it, but I refused. Yeah. I learned my lesson on that front. I won't do it again, so I'm afraid it's dead at HBO. Johnson says he hears someone is trying to get the rights to make the comic into a movie. But he currently hopes for a series as one film will not do the story no, justice at all. Be I pulled this off uh, chud.com just to wow. shout out, but I was so excited for this, man. My inner geek got a boner, and then you just cut it right off. <laughs> you know, though, I'm okay with it, because I I was all crazy for Spawn on HBO. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, some of that is the fault of the direction Todd McFarlane took it in. It was right. okay, though. Yeah. It was okay. But I it enjoyed Spawn. It wasn't great, um, but I think... If anything, it was 
it was good enough that it should have been supported more, and it, and and I think the budget was probably suffered, and that's why it wasn't quite as slick as it could have been. Well, so I think HBO doesn't. I mean, they've proven in the past that they don't get behind dark, creepy stuff. Well, they yeah, well, that, that goes for Showtime as well. Until uh, Dexter came mm-hmm. around, but uh, look look at all the failed series: Jeremiah, uh, Carnival. Carnival. Yep. Uh, even was... Deadwood got a got a short shrift. Yeah. Oh, what was that sci-fi one they did too? Oh, Odyssey uh, Five. Odyssey Five. Yeah. yeah. We're and uh, Poltergeist: was... The Legacy. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Even though that was pretty bad. That was that one was awful. <laughs> that that one needed yeah. to be canceled. But these are all stuff that were serialized genre pieces that needed to tell the, the next story and all just got cut off at the yeah. end without Maybe telling HBO the story. Maybe HBO isn't the place for it. Maybe they can shop it around. That's really what are, he's but there's hoping not for. a lot of Showtime. Other places they can shop it to. Showtime might pick it up just because with Dexter being so so dark and really visceral, I guess. It's it's something mm-hmm. that I think Showtime may Showtime's consider some picking shows. up. Showtime's got some great shows. I'm kind of surprised. I have to admit, Showtime is starting to one-up HBO in general. I mean, as far I, as I, I mean, Tudors, yeah. Tudors was great. I didn't like the Tudors. You didn't like the Tudors. I didn't like the Tudors. What didn't you like? Well, that's me. What didn't you like it? I, I just, it. I just is a bit plotting for me. But I mean, that's kind yeah. of the period. Uh, yeah. But it, but it, it just drug out a little bit. Okay. Well, I mean, he, I HBO like was it. a little dark with the Sopranos, especially some of those episodes. So well, I don't see thing. why they would. Would say suddenly, oh well, preachers too much, too dark for us to. Well, I think the key in that whole quote was that HBO has a new head of production. Well, because yeah. they were going full bone with it, getting ready to. Well, and everybody knows that shoot. when you bring in a new head, they have to put their mark on things. So yeah, but they don't have to. Anything they don't just leaving like, your mark doesn't mean pissing on it. Well, but it's just what they do. If Unless they, you're a puppy. If, it's, if it wasn't their baby or if it's something that they don't like, they don't care whether the general public's going to like it or not. If the general they're public's not, not going to like no. the creature. No. The creature will be completely... <laughs> and the, the general and public's going to hate yes. the creature. Well, and this is the thing, too. I've talked with people about this kind of stuff. and Any interesting concept anymore is almost taboo for television. You can't discuss religion on TV. You just can't. And Preacher is so much about religion. And you just... But yet David Duchovny got a blowjob from a nun at the first episode of Californication. But that's oh, not... Well, they were able to get away with that because religion. it was a dream sequence. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, but it's, it's still a blowjob from a nun. But the show is not about religion. The show is not True. about religion. That's a, that's a, that was a single act. On, on Rescue Me. A single act oh, right. between two people and it didn't really say much about the faith or anything like that. Preacher, the very name... Already starts you off with connotations. Mm-hmm. The guy is a preacher, and he's he's chasing down with, God. He's, cha- he's trying to kill God. He's infected with with uh, the spawn the of an of angel, God, and the devil. spawn of an angel and a devil. It's just you know. Yeah, I can see where you can get the religious angle out of that. The uh, the not to mention when you get into all ass face and the yeah uh, the whole thing of the you know the, uh, Star and his organization right oh, trying to Star, protect geez. trying to protect the last lineage the last lineage of. You know, of Jesus, the, um, the, the what do you call it? The inbred Jesus. Yeah. What were they calling that? The, 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 the last Zion, yeah. but the same kind of thing. Yeah, same that, kind of thing, but. That they were talking about in. Um, it's the same thing the dogma kind of did, and. Yeah. and uh, yeah. Right. What's the other one? The but Tom they kept Hanks the line alive. They kept the line uh, bred within itself. Yeah, that's just it. And so they the kept, kid was all drooling. He's an inbred. Retard, right? Yeah, it's like. Oh, you're course. talking about the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, yeah. You know, the Grail, as it were. That's what they call it, the Grail. Right, yeah. The group is called the Grail that they're trying to preserve. And it's they're trying to preserve this poor 
inbred, drooling mongoloid of a child, uh, yeah, it, and he's the last line of Christ. And I don't think people are going to like that at all. <laughs> oh, why not? I don't see why. I, well, you know, you'd be funny to... Something to discuss over dinner. Well, it yeah, plays to me. Hell, I'd buy HBO over that. And well, <laughs> I love the Preacher series. Preacher kind of got me back into comic book in general. Yeah, Same here. Preacher got me ever. back, too. Thanks to you. Ever, ever, ever. Actually. It's great. Yeah, I turned Barry on to it. But, and uh, I have well, a preacher i got to say Yay. thanks again to Ralph. Ralph turned me on to that. When Ralph, I started shout out to Ralph. You know, Ultimate reality it, comics. It broke me of uh, broke me of my spawn habit. I was like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> spawn right. should be better. I remember Paul was putting, pushing spawn comics on all of us back in the day. <laughs> and I finally, after reading all of them, I said, at, at some point, I said, what the fuck? Paul, it lost, seriously? It lost seriously? all direction after issue 25, and it never got better. I have 107 issues. <laughs> you gave dub- it a chance. doubles of 107 you, you, issues. You, you went over 70 issues of a chance with the, with the comic? Hey, once in a while, you... once in a while it, would, it would have a, nice, a neat little story through and a, and a through line. And when he would talk about the family and the dynamic between his daughter and his wife, and you know, that's, what, that's the crux of it, is that he misses his mortal existence. Yeah. But they threw all that out the window eventually. It became this crazy fight the bigger devil, who's the devil of the devil, who's the devil of the devil, and it just got, you know, he killed Malbolgia, and after that it was just all, forget it, they reset the clock. The clock was the coolest thing about it. His powers were draining, you know. Because McFarlane initially was like... It should have been a limited limited series. Well, that was how it was going to be, but then McFarlane went, wait, this is a cash cow, and I want to still make money forever. Milk, milk, dry, dry, dry. I still bought... I just bought a new figure from the last series. I love Spawn toys. Well, it always looked good. I love his Spawn toys. The, the figure itself and the the design, great. I love a lot of McFarlane's work. I bought his controller for um the Halo. Oh, that's you right. have so many Spawn toys, it's ridiculous. It's pretty for awful. someone who does not like the comic, you sure bought 104 <laughs> of them, and you sure bought all the... You have about 104 freaking figures. I remember sorting through them all with you. You have doubles of some of them, even. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. It's Alien Spawn. It's Manga Spawn. It's Spawn that makes I cookies. I have three different versions of the Manga Spawn. At it's... this point, I have to mention also that Paul is wearing a black t-shirt with no long-sleeve undershirt underneath. Holy crap. I know it wasn't For the first time. Wow. Because going to be hot the first time I've ever known him not to wear an undershirt. Oh, I didn't on. think you, you had to, elbows. This used, to be my old, this used to be my old uniform back in the day. Black t-shirt. Oh, but it was always black t-shirt with an undershirt. With a black undershirt. You have to be here. The long sleeve undershirt just came around in the last three years, probably. Oh, well. Uh, It hasn't been three years since I've worn the same thing almost every day. What else (laughs) is in the news, man? Okay. What else you got? Moving on to... uh, Not dirty clothes. More comic book movie news. This is our Warner Brothers, all right? This is a a quote. I know this one. I think you know it's coming. I know this Because this this has to do with this. Wall Street Journal had a chat with uh, Jeff Robinoff of Mm. Warner Brothers. And this is is it. (laughs) Yep. Like... Quote, like the recent the Batman, Fox? like the recent Batman sequel, which has become the highest-grossing film of the year thus far, Mr. Robinoff wants his next pack of superhero movies to be bathed in the same brooding tone as The Dark Knight. Creatively, he sees exploring the evil side to characters as they key, as the key to unlocking some of Warner Brothers' DC properties. Quote, "We're going to try to go dark to the extent that the characters allow it," he says. And that goes for the company's Superman franchise as well. <laughs> what? What? Dark- 
darkness. It's Superman. <laughs> it's freaking Superman. Hey. He's Mr. Goody Two Shoes, Mr. No, Boy Scout. He's, he's Mr. Creepy Voyeur. That's what, yeah. they, that's, what? what they, that's what they did in the last one. No! He, that was such a, returns is so bad. God, it's so bad. I bought it, though. Because it's got some oh, cool it's, elements. Oh, it's, it's so just, bad. It's so bad. I bought it. I bought it used. But yeah, they're definitely it's rebooting Superman. They're kind of doing, doing a Hulk. It's they're doing the, the Hulk, essentially. God, yeah. And the Hulk was okay. The original or the new? The new one. Yeah, I enjoyed the new one. Yeah. Superman doesn't have an evil side. But yeah, it's they essentially want a Dark Knight. Like they did in three. Only when he's on Red Kryptonite. Oh, yeah, but, oh, but, oh, but only not just... when Richard Pryor puts tar in the Kryptonite and he yeah. goes and drinks and flicks peanuts at the bar. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not only talking about Superman here and in general, though, we're also talking about Green Lantern. We're talking about Wonder Woman, Flash. Okay, well, Wonder but Woman, is Warner Brothers see. really going to end up doing any more superhero this movies? Guy, this Robinoff. If you consider. I, think I believe they have the DC I think he's connection. Confused. Well, yes, they have the DC connection, but they're also getting sued by Fox over. Um, but that's Watchmen. because of Watchmen. Watchmen was an independent property yeah. overall. Yeah. Well, but I it's still DC. It's DC, but it was an individual option. True. He's confused. He is confusing good films that take their character development seriously with dark films. And while many are the same and share some attributes, it just, all you need to do, you don't have to make the film dark. You have to make the film serious. And yeah. You have to make it serious and you have to make it to the character. Exactly, because a superhero is a crazy idea. Yeah. It's an outlandish idea. So if anything in the world you generate is outlandish, crazy, goofball, corny, cheesy, then he, in turn, is outlandish, goofy, cornball, cheesy. Because he does not have any solid, real surface to reflect off of. I.e. Batman and Robin. Exactly. And then you end that, up making the Fantastic Four. You make the Fantastic yeah, Four where everybody's hamming it up. And I'm all for some, some fun one-liners between Johnny and Ben. Yeah. That's yeah. some good stuff. That's part of four. And John, the guy who plays Johnny, I think, is great. And, of course, I love Chickless. Yeah. The rest of those guys aren't actors. And so if you put non-actors into roles that must be acted well, you're not taking the film seriously. That's true. I mean, that's part of what made Dark Knight so good is that Nolan cast it actors. to a fine point. And actors. And well-scripted well, as well. Oh, well, yeah. And you, and you didn't roles. have, yeah. like, Batman Begins was pretty much all character development and story beginning to end for that character. And then you get into Dark Knight, which is even more character development mm -hmm. with, with, with uh, the Bruce Wayne Batman character. And then you're adding other elements in mm -hmm. that help define who the character is throughout, say, if you just take the comic series as an example. But, you know, you, you've got really great, really deep story and character... Character Elements. and relationship is everything. Yeah. Well, what are the problems? So, so that's why Dark Knight worked well. Not because it's a dark film. Because it's a serious film. It's because it's a serious film, and it's, it's well-scripted, well-acted. you got well a guy dressing up like a clown going yeah. around killing people. Right. That could be the most dumb, stupid thing on film. Yeah, ever. it was called Killjoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, because, well, and, yeah. but because it's dealt with seriously, because the, the other characters in the world react to him as though they are truly frightened... Don't make light of it, and 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 balance out his reality. He is able to be this whack job, nutty thing, and exist believably. Yeah. Well, 
Okay, well, you mentioned that he said the Warner Brothers properties and things like that. What other movies are they talking about? Are you talking about like the Wonder Woman films? Well, this... Wonder Woman or, it would be a possible one, but it's uh, Warner Brothers has the license for essentially all the DC properties. Yeah, oh. the, this is the group that's going to be doing the Justice League within ten years. Yeah, that's what yeah. they're they're trying to do the same thing as Marvel's doing right now. Yeah. They're building up the a cadre of characters. They're trying to out out. out out Avenger, Avenger, the Avenger. Exactly. Well, wasn't Whedon supposed to do Wonder Woman? And yeah, but Whedon he dropped out the project yeah. a while ago. Yeah. yeah. He, what uh, was the deal with that? Because, uh, I mean, okay, honestly, I'm not a, a Whedon guy. I'm right. not into the Whedon stuff so much, but I think he would have done great. I think he would have, too. For Wonder Woman. Um, well, apparently, since Wanted was successful, mm-hmm. people are looking Boom. at, at uh, well, but, you know, I don't care for the film because it, it went, I don't, well, I haven't seen the film, so I shouldn't talk, <laughs> but... Well, the film wasn't. It went so far away great. from what I understand to be the comic. It's not the comic. That just, I'm not. I'm not happy about that. Just from what Todd told me about the comic, I'm like, none of that was in the film. Yeah, but the fact, fact I that she was the, film. the fact that she was able to care. Uh, I mean, Angelina Jolie was able to have a successful movie behind her as a female lead heroine right. type thing. Studios are looking more as that as a actual possibility. But she wasn't shying away. I saw the film. She wasn't the star of the film. She was pretty much a secondary character in the film. But they promoted the film that she's the star. Well, but that's in fact, I think if I remember correctly, she got top billing. Yeah. When the uh, the gentleman whose name escapes me right now was the actual star of the film and and was in ninety percent of the scenes. I think right there that just drives the point. You can't remember the guy who starred in the film, but you certainly remember Angelina Jolie's name attached to that film. And I think that's what people are banking. And people know I'm not I'm not a huge fan of. Angelina Jolie, Crazy which yeah, you know, these guys give me constant grief for. But I dig her. I don't think she's that. She's she's a fine actress. I mean, she's not the best actress I've ever seen. But you know, she just but she's very good. She, she's okay. She's not okay. She's very good she's actress. Very good. But anyway, whatever. but yeah, the, the the film was nothing like the comic book. Just from, like I said, from what Todd's told me, what he showed me in the actual comic book. Yeah, Wanted is not. A comic book film. Yeah, but did you say they they actually had a question as to whether or not they could get to have a film with a female lead? Yeah. Why? What's the la- What's the last film you saw with a female lead, where the fem- the woman was the protagonist, the main character? Especially an action film. Electra, and it was garbage. Well, Electra was well. Was it was it garbage look because at the leads. Of, they don't they don't look who they chose. But the, the people, who, but they don't they don't. The they people go, who oh, run hey, the yeah. studios don't don't care about script. No. All they care about is bottom line yeah. money. They go, wait, there was a girl in that movie. That Just, movie was about a well, girl. It's the, and, same, and it's the same thing. That's what they think this. is the problem. Just and like the guy thinks that this, that Dark Knight, is successful because it was dark. Mm-hmm. Well, but I think Electra is another example of why Marvel formed Marvel Studios. Yes, they definitely had to get a hold of their properties. Were, yes, well, I mean, everything that they've done since then, granted it's only been two movies that we've seen so far, but... Marvel Studios They're has wrangled control back and said, "We get final cut. We get now they got to get control. their cartoon studios, you know. back in order." <laughs> no shit. Oh my god, Baby Avengers coming out on DVD. Oh, but Kill they, no, they do not. The, the the sad thing about Marvel having their own studios is they don't do anything with the animation. That's all. That's pretty much so far. It's been Lionsgate. They got to fix that. They got to fix. Well, it's not called awful. Baby Avengers, but it's not, it's, it's like young. It's called like Young Avengers, but it's about the Avengers get captured, so all the the kid versions of them have to go rescue them. Are really? we seriously giving yeah, them airtime? Well, <laughs> we're giving them airtime just to well, shit upon well, them. Well, to say that the DC, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I, I read a lot of DC, but not nearly as much as I read Marvel. Make yeah, Marvel. And I'm still crazy for. 
the DC animated. The DC animated universe is wonderful. Isn't that interesting? Bruce yeah, Timm is, it is. is a genius. I actually caught and a couple episodes of Justice League Unlimited. And I was stuff. very impressed. JLU. Yeah. I, I love JLU. Yeah. I would watch it religiously when I got home I've on got Sunday nights. I've got the entire nights. Batman animated series. I've got all the JLU. And it saddens me that they just... It's, it's, when's the last time they've had a new episode? They're Has done. It, the oh, they are completely done. done. Yeah, that series is done. That because, series ended like two years ago, three years well, ago. Well, I said, I know it's been over a year since mm-hmm. I've seen one that I haven't seen. Yeah. They still play them every now and then. Well, it had three seasons, I think. Yeah. So three or four, well, Carl would know best. Yeah. He's, he's got like every one of them like cataloged, literally. Three. I've got, he, he, I've showed got me three. A, he showed me a list once. He's like, which ones haven't you seen? I'm like, uh... He's got a ton of it. Well, here's my problem with DC is that DC... I don't know if it's become all fan service at this point. I can never find a good jumping on point Man, for their universe. that's the truth. It's every time I, get, I grab one of their comics that happens in the larger universe, uh-huh. i.e. Final Crisis, I have no idea what the hell is going on anywhere. It's exactly. I Beginning was reading, to end. Yeah, I'm reading um, the uh, Justice League, uh-huh. the, new, the new startup of Justice League of America. Uh, and this was last year, I guess, that it really got going. They're about, yeah, they're up to about issue twenty, I think, mm-hmm. at this point. But anyway, I was on on board for the first the Red Tornado story, pretty cool. Uh-huh. Okay, still a lot of history that you kind of would have to piece together a little bit, but enough character stuff that you're like, okay. And then I got at like issue eleven or something, and they did like some stuff. A new a new writer took over, and yeah, it was total fan service. And I'm like, I have no idea. I did not read these books as a kid. I do not know what you're talking about. I was lost. Completely yeah. lost. For like two issues. Just stuff that I had no understanding of and was not you know, I guess you know, there's something to be said not mollycoddling your, your fans, but at the same time it's impregnable to an outsider. It's just I couldn't even decipher it. So right. I, I stopped buying that title because it just it took too much assumption of knowledge. Yep. Alright. All right, I got one more thing to close out the cast, all right? All right. One more little little thing. This is a video game thing. This is uh, Neversoft. All right, Brian Bright allegedly told G4 mm-hmm. that a new peripheral is coming to Guitar Hero World Tour. G4 speculated it would be a keyboard. <laughs> now, Joystick had a chance to talk to Brian Bright, and they told him a keyboard controller deserves to be introduced with its own game. This is something we are thinking about. So it opens up two questions. What is Keyboard Hero going to be like? And two, what is this mystery peripheral that can get added to Guitar Hero World Tour? Okay. Well, keyboard Wouldn't Keyboard Hero just be a keyboard? You would think, but it, I mean, if you, keyboard's How can you 88 keys. you simplify a freaking keyboard? Here's what it should do. Here's like a what it, this, you know, And they're free to take this and run with it. All right. It needs you hear to be, it needs to be. It needs to be a keyboard. All right. It might not be able to do 88 full 88 keys, but it needs to be a keyboard where the keys can be illuminated. Okay. And that's what it needs to be. The keys illuminate and you follow. That's what it needs to be. And then you would actually start to learn to play piano. You can actually uh, buy those out there. Yeah, little, they have those self-teaching the Casio yeah. slash Yamaha. But can you buy them for 80 bucks with a Awesome video game that you play on your Xbox. Oh, probably. Not. Now, what was the no? Name? What was the name of that uh, DJ mix master? Yeah, that yeah. was Konami that was game. Konami one. Uh, it was a, one of the Beatmania. Beatmania. Oh, it was one of the, now, but, but it, it had might have been uh, called. No. But it had a little. Itself, I don't know, yeah, but, it had a little five key keyboard. Yeah. And yeah. then the scratch. And the scratch thing. I don't know what it was called. 
Maybe it was called Beat Mania. It was one of the Bimani games. All right, all right, give it to me. Maybe it's going to be a top key- three songs for Keyboard Hero. Uh, aha, take on me. That's that's pretty good. Wow, well, uh, yeah, come on, but it's his keyboard Yeah, the final countdown. Seriously, seriously, the final countdown. Oh, come on, it deserves this whole oh, Billy Joel on. edition. Va- Van Halen jump. Yeah, the whole, yeah, there you go, <laughs> Billy how about, Joel. How about Fly to the Bumblebee? How about Forget the keyboard. Make it a keytar. Because, come on. Now, I could see him actually going with that on that. Because, well, because well, you can stand up no. and you can hold it with the one it hand makes sense, and push the other five up, buttons. Because you can play it on your lap if you wanted to, That's or you true. can strap it over. Yeah. Well, what do you think this new peripheral is that they're... Uh... Well, I, I doubt very much it's Going a with the rock band thing, be... I'd say it would be heroin. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. You would learn to shoot horse into the white of your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's an unlockable. Wow. That'd That's... be so cool. All right, kids, find a vein. Hit A. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, they got me us, out, me out, me out. They got, us, they got us hitting A to blink in games. Why not? Oh, don't no. even get me started there. <laughs> but it could be a, uh, a stomp box. A what? Uh, guitar players to get different sounds out of their guitar. Oh, yeah. The... Gets, they just step that on various work. pedals. That could be the peripheral. <laughs> Some pedal effects. Speaking of which, I keep forgetting to tell you, Todd, they, there's an open source uh, step box for guitars now that you can program from your computer. You plug it in and That's cool. change up your stuff on the computer. Nice. I can dig it. And you can write your own code for it, too. Well, there you go. I th- I'd say that's probably... A good bet. Well, they have the equivalent with the the one that's already here. They have the equivalent of effects pedals in Guitar Hero already when you hit select, right? Yeah. So they don't need the stomp box. I mean, it's it's a a fun thing. In Rock Band, you can do it right just with that little switch on the guitar, right? Yeah, with Rock Band, the thing is, those didn't engage until you engaged Star Power or whatever. This would, you would be required to strike it at their appropriate moment in the song. Yeah, maybe that. Or the same thing with your mic. And one on a mic. One of the ways this is going more difficult, I mean, the stuff I'm reading about Rock Band, not Rock Band, sorry, uh, Guitar Hero World Tour, mm-hmm. they are ramping up the difficulty on the drums like nobody's business. You, Isn't it hard enough? It's not only just hard that you have the five pads, Guitar but if, so the, hard. If, the pad, if the dots come down with the big white dot in it, you have to hit them harder in velocity. Oh, the armor. because right? uh, you armor smack it harder. Whatever, yeah. And you can plug in a second kick pedal. For faster metal drum beats. <laughs> yeah, it's on. You are Lars Ulrich. Lars Ulrich can kiss my ass. He's no drummer. <laughs> oh, he's Whoa. a great drummer. He's just an he's asshole. He's a horrible drummer. <laughs> horrible. He's a, Lars Ulrich is a douche. Lars, Lars Ulrich, he's a douche, but he's a great drummer. Yeah. Listen to y'all. I disagree. Boo. More on Guitar Hero and stuff like that. I have this shirt. It says Tuba Hero. Yeah. Okay, well, the Tuba Hero shirt sold so well that the company, Torso Pants, torsopants.com, free plug, has this whole <laughs> freaking thing of Band Geek Hero or Band yep. Geek shirts or something like that. I don't know what it is. Where they have all the shirts like Triangle Saxophone Hero, Hero Triangle Hero, Keytar Hero, Xylophone Hero, every band instrument. That flag Hero. Flag I don't know Flag Hero, but they have all that. Flag Girl Hero. So if you yeah, he showed, me, he showed me that site Obo once. Hero. Obo Hero! <laughs> so if you've ever been in band and... You know, I wasn't in band. I was a chorus. Ah, yes. Wow, band geeks used to beat your yeah, asses. Yeah, pretty much. 
Oh, please. I, I was in swing. Well, I was in orchestra, so, you know. I had enough friends in band that I was okay. Uh, okay so I, you I, I played chorus. the cello, so, yeah. You were cello. I played saxophone at one point. Yeah, cholo, all right. Cholo. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for this uh, first episode of the Ugly Couch Cast. If you have any suggestions, uh, write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Till then, I'm Master Torgo. I'm a friend of Paul. I'm Barry. And 80's Jeff. We'll see you next time on the couch. I love you. Not really.